Hello everyone and we are live for episode 18 of the Fitness Business Growth Podcast. As always, I'm here with Mitch and today we're going to cover a very, very important topic, branding versus direct response marketing. Cue the intro. Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts, and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. Hey, mate, we're back. And you reckon we'll get a new uh, intro in for episode? Oh, mate, if we're talking about bringing in direct response today, probably never. <laughs> Don't think it gets many views on YouTube anyway. Hey, actually, you know, you know what? I, I did have a look the other day. One of our episodes has like 80, 80 views. On right? YouTube? Yeah. How'd that happen? I don't know. I've watched it about 70 times, so that would account <laughs> for most of them. Yeah, I know I did. No idea. Well, mate, today we've got a really, really important topic. Um, it's something that I feel very, 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 very strongly about. And I want to frame it by starting off with an experience I had with a business coach maybe six months ago. Now, I inquired to get some help with Google Ads because, truth be told, neither of us are very, very competent with Google Ads. I have dabbled before. But I wasn't exactly sure of keywords and targeting and just a few other things. So like all good business owners, I seek help. Went through an application, got on the sales call, and it turns out this person did not do Google Ads. But I thought, I'm on this call. I might as well find out how this guy could help me. Um, and we started talking about direct response versus branding. Now, little, little did this guy know that we run fitness business consulting and most fitness business owners don't know their numbers as good as me. And he brought up our website, breakthroughactive.com.au. looks pretty nice. And he brought up one of his clients' websites and he said, Jamie, do you see the difference? And I went, no. <laughs> and he went, but what about, the, what about the colors? And I said, well, maybe the colors are nice, but it's a two-week trial for $14. I don't agree with that. He was floored. He didn't know what to say. And I went through like our cost per lead, cost for acquisition, the amount of members we've got, that we don't work in the gyms. And he was continued to be like, just, just. And I almost thought he should have just gave up. But he's like, but what about the brand? You can't rely on direct response. You can't rely on direct response. You got to improve your brand. So then I went on his Instagram page, hasn't posted. Looked at his <laughs> website, we shit house. And one thing that really triggered me at the end of the call, we were talking about Alex Samosi. I love Alex Samosi. I think Bedros Kooligan needs more of a shout-out, by the way. He was the OG. Mm, he was. He was He was like 10 years before Alex Samosi. Yeah. And anyway, at the end of the call, he said, Jamie, like, I know you love direct response. We, we must have spoke about gym launch or whatever the case may be. Is even Alex Samosi's come around on brand this year, which he has. But Alex Hamosi is no longer running a small local gym in a, fact in a shed behind a factory. 
do you want to do, do you want to do and i was just i was just i wasn't i wasn't annoyed but i was just like the word brand is you can't quantify it and it's something a business coach could say or someone could say in general like you've got to improve your brand why didn't it work because your brand sucks and that that just isn't helpful for people yeah so i i, I think it's important for like really really important for big business you don't see Coca-Cola doing doing direct response marketing to sell <laughs> to sell Your twenty eight day drink Coca-Cola challenge. No. But for local business, not nearly as important. And I'll preface that by saying if you've got a bad reputation for being a sleazy trainer, for ripping people off, for regularly calling off sessions for the gym being filthy like there's a host of things that you can have a bad reputation for that will affect your branding in, in obviously a very very negative way but as it relates to your your logo your, your colors your slogan uh anything else that kind of encompasses what a brand is and what branding is for a local business has, in my opinion, in your opinion, too, little to no importance. And I think the mistake that a lot of people will make when they look at branding versus direct response is they will look at other companies that do branding and it will be some of these household names, these huge companies, Coca-Cola, Telstra, Apple, massive multi-multi-billion dollar businesses, not your little gym that, that does... $20,000 a month in revenue in a good month. Business so, coach said, and he's no longer a business coach anymore, I'll never forget this. He said, you have to make your gym like Apple. Like people line, out, line up out the front of Apple at 2 a.m. to get the iPhone 14 Pro Max. That's what your gym has to be like. And then I listened to it and I was like, hang on. like, So like 5.15, middle of winter, I'm going to have people lining up outside my gym at 2.15, banging down the door. Can I please get in? Let, let me do your class. Like, it is just not helpful for fitness business owners. No. It, I mean, it's, it's, you're joking, but it's, it's, it's tr serious in the fact that, you know, you get a lot of those comparisons between these huge brands and your little gym. And the same goes for all small business. The same goes for, your, you know, little cafes or little restaurants or, or the local barbershop or hairdresser like they're, they're all under the same umbrella like obviously if if you know the hairdresser is renowned for for being an absolutely huge gossip and putting shit on people's husbands or something like that's not going to be good for business but as it relates to you know if it does their colors in their logo match the match their, their branding and, and what they're sort of trying to their ideal customer they're trying to attract because of that the way that E is curved in their logo and, and the way that neon lighting protrudes through the through the window of a nighttime when you walk past like it, it's just it's just not important and that's where branding has its place in in business and i don't think you're arguing that at all but as it relates to, to small, small business gyms. and especially oh. for gyms the nature of fitness that the fact that it is something that people have these fleeting moments of, of motivation when they're wanting to get in shape for the first time in five years or you know they're, they're wanting to 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 you know, get strong for something or they're wanting to look good for the, you know their friend's wedding whatever it may be like there, there's all these reasons why people are wanting to to start to work out and want to be a part of the gym 
it's just completely different than, than just about every other business in the world with what they offer. And therefore, direct response marketing is so important because we need to get these people into our program and part of that program when they're motivated, not by providing this very vague branding branding ads and this branding marketing and, and having new logos and new colours and rebrands. All of those things are, are really important for, for larger companies and bigger businesses, but not for, for your little gym that has 50 to 100 members in, in a you know in a 200 square foot square meter square meter gym at the back of an industrial area it just 2018 we had in 2018 we hit our peak in membership we had th three facilities at this time and we had 908 members no website nothing a couple of kettlebells and there is the exception to the rule of course but like if you were to spend $5,000 on a website versus $5,000 into like direct response paid marketing, the ROI on $5,000, we could turn that into 25,000, not to mention you'd have, like in terms of building a brand, right? let's say we are going down, I want my gym to have a good brand, get more fucking clients. Like let, get them a result, they'll tell their friends. That's how a gym builds brand by getting clients. You don't do branding and then clients start joining, you get clients first, and over time, your brand will develop. Well, I think like like a lot of what we discussed, like in, in a perfect world, if you had like an absolutely unlimited budget on marketing, you would have the, the top of the line website. You would be able to have branding campaigns on Facebook and, and other social medias and, and through Google and everything that was just general awareness and, and you are sharing some of the more deeper messages of what your your brand wants to be and what your gym is all about. But find me a business owner that has that unlimited budget. You know, we we, we talk with business gym owners and fitness business owners all the time and they have a really, really finite amount of money that they can spend on, on advertising and marketing their business. So they're wanting to allocate that money to, to what what is going to get the best return and a lot of the time it's something that they need to return on fairly quickly and it's the best way to do that is direct response marketing like i said if we had the luxury of having a, a five-year marketing plan or a three-year marketing plan and we could spend a hundred dollars hundred grand a year on, on marketing you might have a quarter of that on branding 25 grand on, on branding and the other 75 on direct response but find me the owner that has, has that available. So for us, and, and whenever we're talking about this, we like, to give, we like to give fitness analogies a lot of the time. So it's kind of like if you have someone who's trying to lose, lose weight and they're trying to clean up their nutrition, what's more important, the, the macros that they're eating or, or, or the, the apple cider vinegar, vinegar that they might be having in the morning? Well, it's a person who's trying to have quality food but just eats too much of it. They're still going to be fat. Yeah, that's you a better can, way to look at it. It's, you it's can the have a, quantity versus quality argument. You can have a nice website and your blue, you seen the psychology behind colours where blue is a really trustworthy colour. You've got to match that blue perfectly. I had, saw another business coach saying that like your landing page should be the exact same colour as the Facebook logo because it builds trust. So when people go from Facebook onto your landing page, if you're using a website, they still think they're in Facebook. They're more likely to give you their details. And that might be true. 
But how much traffic do you got to feed through that ad, through that landing page to make that determination? And fitness business owners don't have money and they're not fucking split testing landing pages. Well, that, that's something that you could just do quite easily. I, I think that's a bad, like, a bad example on your behalf because I think you could just make it the same colour and just let that be. But if you had to spend five grand to change your landing page to it so it was the same colour, that's when you're running into problems. Yeah. Or, or it goes back to last week's episode, which is just another thing to confuse business owners. Like m- maybe you go from Kartra to ClickFunnels because ClickFunnels loads faster. That's why your gym's failing. Is it? Is you sure about that? Using the nutrition argument again, you, your, your example was better than mine. So if someone is absolutely spot on with their macros, like absolutely spot on, they're getting exactly, you know, two times their body weight in, in protein, they're getting healthy amount of fats and carbohydrates to eat their exactly equal their exact caloric amount that they need to be in a slight calorie deficit so they are able to maintain and build lean muscle and lose a bit of body fat each week. And then you get someone come along and say, you're not having enough vitamin A. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, well, you're not, you're not getting enough micronutrients. And, and that might be true, but it's like, well, I'm, I'm focusing on one thing at the moment and that one thing is me being absolutely spot on with, with my macros. And, and if it means that I potentially aren't eating quite as much vegetables as I should be, I'm still okay with that because I'm, I'm doing all these other things right. And if you look at that as it relates to direct response first branding, and that's what the, the, this guy was saying to you, like you're obviously all over it when it comes to direct, direct response marketing. And then you've got him saying, what about your vegetables? Got to get your vegetables in. Like, look, what about your vegetables? Yeah. Seven, seven year gym owner. <laughs> I was almost laughing on the call. And it just, it just, it goes back to last week, mate. I'm just pissed off. I'm just pissed off because like the same way organic marketing is phenomenal in theory. So is branding, right? Like, like, like this, is, this isn't, I'm not, we ain't throwing stones from the glass house here. We've gone down the branding route. Like we have literally donated $64,000 to local families in in the Newcastle area. All right, so we get our members once a year. We do an annual charity trivia night. Uh, typically, it's for a member or a member's family member. Last year, we did Dog Rescue Newcastle. We've been in the Maitland Mercury. We've been in the Cessnock Advertiser. We've been uh, in the Herald Sun. Zero members. Or maybe we did get a member or maybe maybe got a member a year down the track. But that week, if we needed cash, I needed money in the bank, which luckily we didn't, zero members. Imagine if you go on the beach, mate. Imagine you go on the beach and you put your A-frame there and a, a thousand people walk by. And then, and, then, and then the coach says, oh, but like the blue on the A-frame wasn't the right color, wasn't trust. It didn't build enough trust. It all, it all comes down to it again. We, we, have, we, have a, we don't have this amount of time where it's, it's unlimited. We don't have the amount of resources, money and time and energy that, that is unlimited. So we, we need to focus those resources on, on what we think is going to get the best bang for our buck, but both, both with you know, financially and, and with our time and effort. And, and we just can't go past direct response marketing. And, and may, maybe we could go to the, the, the Sunday markets. I was talking to someone the other day about this and having a stall at, at the local markets on Sunday. A couple of hundred bucks to have the stall for the day. You're there from 9 till 
eight or three or something, you're having, you know, lots of conversations. Maybe you get a member out of it. Maybe. We did it. We did it. Curry. We got one member. Yeah. And I, I used to open gyms. I used to stand in Westfield and throw tennis balls at people. I know how to sell on a stand. It's just not efficient. That's what I mean. Like, but do, do you want to do that? Do you want to be there all day on, on a Sunday? Like, do, do you want to spend seven or eight hours plus what it costs you to, to be in that, that stall? And, and that is good branding. It's building awareness and, you know, you're having conversations with people. And, and in our opinion, there's just a much better way to do it. And I think for us, be, being the owners of our facility where we don't have a whole lot to do with the day-to-day anymore, we, we certainly aren't burnt out from it. We, we focus on the sales and marketing, and, and I focus a little bit on the, the delivering the program and things. But we, we are far from burnt out from the gyms. And you know why? Because we don't do any of that shit. No. We, 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 we don't send our Sundays at, at, the, at, the, sto- at the markets. And that we would burn us out because then we, we get up Monday morning and we've got to go again for the whole week. We sponsored the footy club on Sponsors Day. We got a half-price pie. <laughs> I think, I think that sort of stuff, like that, that general branding, like that, that's more just a personal thing. We we spoke about this before. Like if you like, if you like footy, if you if you're a you know, part of the local footy club, we did that because both of our partners, both of our girlfriends played. We were happy to do it, but we did not go into that thinking that it was going to bring in ten members and we're going to get a return on our thousand dollar investment or whatever it was. That was more just a personal thing that we did. Same way you might sponsor your local cricket club if you're a cricketer. Your local basketball, you know, comp if you if you play basketball, but you, you're not really hoping to get a return from it. It's just out of the goodness of your heart, really. At the end of the day, we we had this discussion many times. It's ninety nine bucks a week to get our faces plastered on the bus, and it might just be worth ninety nine bucks a week to see my face going around Newcastle. <laughs> but we did we just broke it down. Like a hundred bucks a week is for us. It's probably seven to eight leads. We convert two of those leads for for three hundred, six hundred bucks back. Maybe the bus works. Maybe radio works. Maybe the stand works. Maybe the sponsorship works. Maybe the A-frame works. Maybe organic marketing works. Or you can just learn this one simple skill. It really, it really, so back to Alex Hermosi, mate, because people might not respect what we say, but they certainly respect what he says. Let's dive into that a bit. We touched on that before. He he is the gym guru of gurus. Agreed? He is the gym. he He is the gym lord. Yeah, Pedro's Cooley and originally, and now Alex Amosi. Now, I am the biggest Alex Amosi fan. I've watched every podcast he's ever been on. I've listened to every episode. I've read Jim Launch. I've read Jim Launch Secrets. I've read $100 million Office. However, I will say this. Jim Launch still runs their free. <laughs> Jim Launch still runs their free six-week fucking challenge to this day. The old bait and switch. Like the Jim Lord, the Jim Guru. Who says branding doesn't matter with his per like branding doesn't matter branding is everything. He is not running those gyms day to day to day and he has he still owns 30% of gym launch. I've listened to his story, mate. 46.2 million for gym launch and prestige lab still owns 30%. Yet six week free challenge. Direct response. When he anyone who's listening to this who, who knows Alex Hermosi, and even if they, they know him half as well as what well, know his story half as well as I, 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 love, I love him. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and when, when we mentioned it earlier about it going from direct response to now he's talking about branding and that guy said that to you, it's true. 
But he he no longer owns a gym. He he he's building his personal brand, and what he's referring to is he he wrote that hundred million dollar offer book, and he made one post on Instagram which wasn't sponsored, and it got shared to the Wazoo because it's a fucking excellent book. Every man, every man and their dog shared it with, with, their, with their friends. It was on. It, was, it still is on sale for 99 cents, as he, as he often, often yeah, always says. $12 on Amazon. $12 on Amazon because that's the lowest price you could put it on for. And that's how it's, it's, it's sold. Oh, I, I don't know how many, but it's tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of copies, and now it's paving the way for him to get these clients with acquisition.com where he's trying to be a part of these these businesses and this is obviously building his reputation because it's undeniable that he knows what he's talking about. If you however, don't do- however <laughs> if he was trying to do the same thing back when he owned his, his six gyms in Southern California and he released some, some recipe book or an exercise guide or some sort of free content, and put a post on Instagram, no one would give a shit because it's a fucking exercise guide. It's not It's not this 200-page masterpiece that's helping gym owners everywhere how to build their business. If you go deeper into the content, every single business he has, he builds off client finance acquisition. Like It's all, it's all he fucking talks about like in, in the long-form content. It's all he talks about. Yeah, so and, and we're not. This is not a shot at him. I, I'm sure he wouldn't care if it was. But, but but him him talking about branding now and other people talking about branding, it's just for a different type of business. He's building his personal brand. Anyone building this huge personal brand with hundreds of thousands of followers, you're probably not going to need direct response because people are going to reach out to you because you're famous. <laughs> that's 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 the reality of it. I don't know about you, but I'm not famous. I got a, my Instagram got hacked a few few years ago, and I've got a couple of hundred followers on my new account. No one knows me. And it's the same principle when business coaches teach their students B two P B two B principles, i.e., organic marketing, in a B two C environment. Your your content isn't that valuable. I hate to say it to you, but you, no one gives a shit about your sleep guide. No one fucking cares. Like, and, and of course, I always have to say this because I'm going to get shit somewhere. There is the exception to the rule. We are talking about the vast majority of gym owners with less than 100 members. You don't have a brand. Even if you do. And the other thing too is, mate, like let's talk about building a brand. You know his brand's pretty good? Breakthrough Active. You know why? Seven years. How did we get to seven years? Most gyms don't go past three because they don't re-sign that second lease. Lease because they're too focused on their brand, not focused on getting clients. I, I always always have a good laugh about this when people say like, I know what people would think of us. Like, oh, sales, marketing, don't give a shit about fitness, don't care about their clients. Not, not the case, not the case. I'll get my before and afters and we can go before and after, before, before and after of who's got more. We've got more, seven years because we've had more clients. Well, time trumps all, right? And like you said, it, it, that is the ultimate way to build a brand is to be around for a long time. No, ma- no matter how much branding you do in, in three years, it's not going to be as good as a business that's been around for 10. How, how, many, how many happy clients, how many more reviews can you get? Like, and, and in that time, if you've got a bad reputation, then it's going to show through in 10 years. 
you don't need to have branding campaigns and certain colored logos and 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 your certain slogans to to accompany that. And and this is this is coming from me who who literally like studied marketing at uni. Like, and I I learn all this shit for these big companies. That doesn't it doesn't mean anything for small business. Like, I, I think that's a huge thing that that people underestimate and don't notice the difference. And and while we're on the topic, I think. The, the huge thing, which is probably why we are having this discussion right now, is we've been guilty of this before. We spoke about this in detail before. But you, you, if you're not keeping the main thing the main thing and you're jumping from idea to idea to idea, then nothing's going to get done. So if you start to run some ads and then maybe they're going okay, maybe they're not, but then you hear from someone else you need to focus on your branding and then all of a sudden you stop those paid ads and you put all your energy and effort into that, but you're actually deterring away, deterring from things that are working. So there is something about st sticking with with what with what works and, and what has been proven to work time and time again. And you you simply cannot rely on branding to have members coming in your in your business every week. How good is this sound in theory, mate? Top of the funnel, beautiful branding video video views, getting everyone watching it. And then you retarget middle of the funnel. You send them a testimonial before and after Google review. So if they watch that video and they've watched that review bottom of the funnel. You then hit them with an offer or, or like our, one of our clients, Lauren, you could just fucking run an ad and get $2 leads <laughs> and not shoot those two pieces of video. And not only that, if you do it that way, you've got to create custom audiences and you're going to retarget them. Like just, just, and, and I think that, that what you just said there, if, if that is accompanying a really good direct response campaign, more power to you. Good on you. It all, it all comes back to how much you've got to spend, how much time and effort you've done. We've done that stuff. It's had varying success. It hasn't been nearly as successful as the direct response stuff to the point where we've been like, well, it's probably not really worth it for us to do that. We, we've trialled it. We, 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 we've no fool and done that. And, and like I said, if, if you've got limited, <laughs> a limitless budget, you will have that shit running. But I felt it, like it started I, impacting our customer finance acquisition numbers and thought, well, this ain't really working. I felt yeah. like such a marketing expert, mate, when on my Facebook ad campaign I had TOF for top of funnel. And everything just like, like back to gym launch for a second, like six-week free challenge, Kyle Owen, Alex Omosi number two. I want to apologize to Alex Omosi because I do love him and I was not having a shot at him. I love him more than anyone on earth. Like he, he made a great video the other day and he says, it actually, it actually pains me that gym owners don't have enough clients when it's as simple as running Facebook ads, selling them into your gym and they're providing a great experience. And they almost can't believe it's that simple. Well, that's all it is. It's getting, getting new people into your gym and there's no better way to do it than paid ads. That's literally what Facebook is designed for. Like Facebook, it's designed for advertising your business to get more leads and more customers into your business, no matter what it is. And, and here, here we have people saying that it doesn't work or it's not good for them. But how else are you going to have people come in? We, we've, run ad, we've run ads with spelling errors and shit. And they, and they performed really well. <laughs> And I actually, and then I, and then I fixed the spelling error, bombed. 
Let, let's just say, let's just be conservative here. Let's say 10 leads a week, right, of Facebook. Right? We, we, we would chip that in on average. That's 520 leads a year. Forget how much we pay for it. Forget how many we convert. Forget all of that. How else can we have 520 people a year interested in our, in our location for, for a similar amount of money and time. Well, how much time would it take you to get 520 name, phone number, emails walking around the public? But, but even then, you're, you're soliciting them, right? Like these people are seeing it on Facebook and entering their details. So it, there, is, there is no other way. Like tell me, 520 people in a local area and then we're going to do it again next year and then we're going to do it again next year. That's 1,500 in three years. Like how the hell... Are you going to get 1,500 inquiries any other way? <laughs> I, can say, yeah. I can say this from first-hand experience. The biggest fitness company in Australia, no brand. Direct response. And, and, I, tr and I truly think that the nature of fitness is it's different than a lot of other services and, and a lot of other uh, businesses. I will give it that, and I think that's where a lot of people's confusion comes in because the nature of fitness is people can take it or leave it at the end of the well, day. Let's get back to Alex Homosi, the, 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 the gym lord himself. He's and like sales sniper, I've heard it a hundred times, fitness is one of the most difficult things to sell in the world. And to prove my love of Alex Homosi, mate, we're going to get the value equation. So what is value? But It is desired outcome, perceived likelihood of achievement, effort and sacrifice, and time delay. Now, the desired outcome would be to lose 10 kilos, right? We're going to lose 10 kilos. Right. But what is the perceived likelihood of achievement that that person is going to lose 10 kilos when they've tried 10 times before? Very, yeah. very, very, very low. How long is it going to take that person to do it? 12 months, a couple of months. They're going to have to sacrifice things they love and start doing things they hate. Therefore, it is not valuable at all. Versus if I go and buy a coffee, my perceived likelihood of drinking that coffee is very high, my effort and sacrifice is very low, and it's going to make me feel good. We're selling something that is so unique, and you're 100% right. Like fitness business owners get confused because it is, it is, there's nothing else like it in the world. Well, it's just, it's just those most things you get some sort of instant gratification from. You buy a product... You start using it that, that day, you enjoy it. You buy a new TV, you hook it up, fucking thing looks great on your wall. Okay, <laughs> put on Toy Story. The picture's clear, you're watching Toy Story, you're watching some nature documentary, it looks, looks fucking great. If you start a gym, your first workout, it's fucking horrific. You're sore, you can't keep up, you're sweating, you feel embarrassed. Like it's, it's tough work. You're getting up early or you're not, not home you know, early after work. And yeah, that, that's the first of probably 50 workouts, I'd say, but before you're actually able to, probably not, probably not 50. That's probably it. Probably 12. Yeah. 12. Four weeks. 10 to 20. Four weeks before you're actually feeling like I'm get, getting somewhere here. But not from a physical standpoint because you, ha you have to have made all these changes to your diet then to, to be able to do that. You stop eating some of the shit you love. You start eating some of that healthy stuff that you don't really enjoy. You need to lay off the booze, which you enjoy every Saturday night. It's it's a very, very hard thing to sell. And we're not, we're not trying to be negative Nellies here. But the fact of the matter is that's why direct response marketing is more important for 
products and services like this as opposed to other things, as, a fo- as opposed to the iPhone. Like the iPhone doesn't need to be sold. Like look at it. Look at the fucking thing. Yeah. Cinematic view on my camera now. It's, it's amazing. Not, not, not to mention how many, how many alternatives to the iPhone are there? Not yeah. that many. How many alternatives are there to the gym you're doing? There's probably 30 in your town, or you can just do nothing. We'll go for a walk. And we're not being negative. We're just telling the truth. We're, 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 we're fucking telling the truth. These other business coaches don't tell. If you want to survive, if you want to be open for more than three years, you have to learn direct response marketing. You have to learn how to sell in person or over the phone. And there's skills that can be learned. And then in facility, deliver a great result, which you're probably already fucking doing. I think most people do nail that. It's yeah. Just, they, they, they just don't have enough people coming in. That, that, that's the fact, fact of the matter. And, and we, we might leave it here because we've been going for a while, but it's no coincidence that gym owners, and if you're listening, you, this might be you, it probably is, you get stuck at a certain amount. Now, people that get stuck that we talk to are probably about 50 members less than, than, than what we are. And you know why that is? Because our last 50 have all come through customer finance acquisition and through paid advertising. Those extra 50, that is all cream. We don't have to do anything more for those people. They're in there. They come into our group sessions. We're not having to fulfill them more. They require a little bit more communication, obviously a bit of wear and tear on the equipment, but it is effectively all, all cream at that point. And the reason why so many gym owners get stuck at that 50 to 75, 60, 60, like 50 to 70, is because they, they've just hit that balance point. Everyone who's interested organically has come and they haven't they haven't reached the broader community. No, no one knows about them. Or if they do know about them, they, they haven't heard about them for, for months or years because they haven't run anything paid. And there's so much competition now that, you know, maybe 10 years ago when you're the only, only group fitness CrossFit gym in town, it was a bit different. But these days, there's five or six or seven or eight in every every town. So what, what chance do you have if you're just sitting on your hands doing nothing? Wonder why, wonder why you're plateauing at 60 members. There's three new gyms opening in Cardiff. Bunker, Strong Pilates, uh, and S1. That's in like last month. So all, all your people stuck at 60 members, every single gym in town is just going to have 60 members. And none of you are going to make money. Because let's just say, right, let's just say there's a 1,000 people in your town who, who like group fitness. And, and let's just say there's 20 gyms. Okay, maybe not five. Let's just use that example. You've got 50 at each gym, right? So you can either start to get some people from the other gym one way or another, or you can convince 1,001, 1,002, 1,003 extra people who aren't currently doing it and expand that market and have them in your facility, which is done by paid ads. How many times have we spoke with people who have never done group training before? The majority. And and if, if it wasn't for our, our ads and, and our paid marketing, they wouldn't be going anywhere. So you can try and, you know, and that's where we will never compare our facility to other gyms. We won't price match, we won't do any of that shit because we're not going after those people. If they end up in our network because they be referred or they, they like, they see one of our ads, whatever it may be, then great. But we're going for those other people that aren't doing anything currently. Or maybe that they, they, they used to go or they used to play sport or, or whatever it may be. But 
the only way you're actually going to reach those people and be able to expand your share of the market is by is by attracting new people to the pool. And the only way to do that is through paid ads. Let's leave it there, mate. Branding versus direct direct response covered. Yeah. I listened to part two of Alex and Andy Frazilla. I was really enjoying it. Mm. Okay, right, Alex in the next podcast. He'll be up. <laughs> Defend his position. <laughs> All, right. All right. Have a lovely day, guys. Bye.